What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio today with my my fellow beekeeper of The B Show, my co-host. Michael Vergara. In the control center, Michael Vergara. Why, thank you, Corey David Smith. In this episode of B Show, I'm here with Dasha. Dasha? Dasha? Dasha's not here today. She took the day off. Damn it. But I know, I know. It's uh, you, you got you to be in the control center by yourself today. But nonetheless... Got to fix my green... My, oh my, can I take the green screen with me? No. You can have some of the gaffing tape. That's fine. I am the gaffer. Anyways. Guys, this is the B-Show. We're here to talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. Last night, in particular, those two episodes, we wouldn't talk about it from a week ago because that would just be dumb. And you can listen to all those shows and all our past shows... If you want to listen to those ones, at SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio or yeah. the cool, very cool, like, delivery applications there are. Apple, Google, Stitcher, yeah. CastBox. Is that the actual verbiage? Delivery applications? I don't know. They deliver their applications. Not like it's being physical. Like, I, I always just associate delivery as, like, a verb. Like, hey, you They're are. front ends. Like, they're, they're pretty much just, like, I just call them apps. Like, Spotify. Spotify is a great app to listen to uh, City Wrestling Radio because you get to see the... The, the the very lovely thumbnails and its actual scale. You know what? I was on uh, Castbox last night. And they had them on there. Just to but the to scale? No. Not to bury SoundCloud or anything, but uh, no, I no SoundCloud has them. Yeah, but then once you like oh, on the app, Cast- no, but then no on the app, it kind of just full screens that thumbnail, and it's just kind of weird to look at. This is great radio, by the way. What? <laughs> I'm just I'm just telling you what the what it's like. On you know the what's great? You know what is great on Castbox though? What, just listening what to is, us at half yeah. the speed. You think it's at point five? Okay, hold on. If I l- will say like we this, sound like we're really no, high. no, no. So no, no. So point. So if you're doing like one point five, what I'm I'm actually gonna sound really normal, and then I'm gonna just sound like I'm sped up because it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be weird because now I'm talking like this. Ha 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 ha. NXT and AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Uh, before we get into that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, it's like nothing happened. What in the world in, in wrestling? We got a. You know what? We got a lot to talk about today, Michael. Yeah. Uh, News happened. This there, is why we there, do it on Thursdays. There's a WWE shakeup happening as we speak, actually. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? Uh, WWE announced a big management shakeup uh, with two members of their leadership uh, no longer with the company. A press release was issued this afternoon, revealed that the co-presidents, I don't know why it takes two people to do one person's job. It's, it's a big company, Corey. You know what? I don't care. George Barros and Michelle Wilson. Barrios. George Barrios and Michelle Wilson are now gone from WWE effective immediately and will no longer serve as the company on the company's board of directors. Man. That's the implications for that is very, very big. Like there's I mean, it just happened today. I want to say like a couple of hour, hours ago, they announced this and then the stock price just like dropped like what, like 20 percent. Did it? I don't yeah. own WWE stock. Yeah. But I mean, like they, I have some friends that do. There's some graphic out there. Like I thought it was like I thought it was a lie, but it just falls down like a 90 degree angle cliff. Well, it's like that episode of SpongeBob where they go to rock bottom. It's exactly like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this is this is huge. This is a, a huge news. Actually, there was a Vince McMahon uh, did say in a press release today. He says, "I would like to thank George and Michelle for their ten plus years of service and contributions to the company or organization." I'm sorry, uh, Vince McMahon said in the press release, "I am grateful for all that was accomplished during this tenure." Uh, but the board, their tenure, you said this. Sorry, 
Yeah. I have the quote here, too. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm following along. Okay. It's okay. But the board and I decided the change was necessary as we uh, have different views on how best to achieve our strategic priorities moving forward. So Vince McMahon just said, listen, you you two were primarily the, resp- <laughs> primarily the two people responsible for making this company profitable with, for the next decade. Now get the fuck out of here. I mean, there's so much. There's so much more to it. There's only, we only know so much. But the fact that those two people are gone and like those guys, like, look at the state of like how much. How many times have we heard about how much like the state, like how untouchable WWE is, yeah. for, like for the foreseeable future, and for them to you know do for them for the board of directors and Vince to just straight up just cut the cut, cut them both off. Like this is. What is going on? Especially in this time when there's so many other companies. Like, and I know they're probably they're business people, so they're not like like oh, we're going to New Japan or we're going. You know, um, they're probably going to go to some financial firm no, somewhere. Yeah, they're not. This is these are just these are these are corporate corporate ass corporate people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're going to be at some. They're not going to go to. They're like oh, AEW confirmed. Cody's listening. <laughs> and um, this is just and this is just one week before XFL comes like comes out too. Which that's also in a bit of a legal pickle as well. Uh, like there's some lawsuit going on. I, I can't really like go deep too into it, but you can't talk about it. Are you involved in the lawsuit, Michael? Uh, can't talk about it. Hold on, let me let me text my lawyer. Okay, but I will say this: that uh, WWE did note that Frank A. Riddick the Third, oh, Frank Riddick the Third, has been named the company's interim chief financial officer. This time going forward. Uh, the company has begun a search for a permanent chief financial officer and a chief revenue officer. I mean, one, two. There's two of us right here, Michael. Okay. Um, can I can I be the uh, chief r- uh, revenue officer? No. Oh, okay, I'll be the chief financial officer. Okay. And then you be the revenue officer. All right. Vince, this is all considered our official uh, entry into the race. We have now put <laughs> our names race. in. No, we are putting. We are now announced. We're the first people to put announce. Putting our LinkedIn. We are putting into the business about the business battle royal. That's going to happen. I'm going. For, I'm. Not, I'm just going for. I'm just going president? for the various. Yeah, I'm going for the presidency. You want Vince's job? No. I mean, I want the presidency. That's Jack Tunney's job. So fuck him. Yeah, Everybody's getting fired. Might as well get him fired. You know Where's what? Jack Tunney right now? Oh, yeah. 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 Nonetheless, uh, these two people. Uh, we're let go from WWE, and like you said, it, it's one of the things where it's, it's the implications are strong, and it it just happened. So, what does this mean for the company going forward? We'll find you out. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's a developing story. It happened today. It happened a couple of hours ago, and shit, 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 shit. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Uh, with some more news, uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, pro wrestling Noah. Some yeah. more company shakeups. It's a yeah. whole week of shakeups. For everybody who doesn't know, doesn't know a thing or two about Noah, it's uh, he's it was founded. It was, it was, you know, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. It's the it's the company founded by former. All, it's pretty much um, all okay. So Giant Baba founded All Japan Pro Wrestling back yes. in 1972, and so one of their top stars, Kenta, no, not Kenta Kobashi, Mitsuharu Masawa. Um, him, he took him, Kento Kobashi, in about 22... I, I okay. cannot... Okay, I cannot so I was trying to back right Because I'm improvising this entire storyline. Oh, well, not storyline, history lesson. Uh, Mitsuharu Masawa, like, founded Noah because he went on a disagreement with Giant Baba's widow when Giant... Who took over the company when Giant Baba passed away. Right. And said, like, fuck you guys, I'm going to find Noah. And, I'm going to him. Yeah, pretty much. And so that became the company where, unfortunately, Mitsuharu Masawa had, like, passed away 10 years ago wrestling... Yeah wrestling match yeah in that very ring they're the ones with it's pretty much all the cool ass japanese it's where kenta 
from uh, also known as Hideo Itami came from. Also known as Kenta. Also no- now known as Kenta now. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're bought by a cyber agent. Uh, yeah. You, nope. got, you got the story? Yeah, no, it's the same company that owned DDT. Uh, yep. DDT Pro since that's that, 2017. Yep, yeah, that wrestling company. So for those who don't know about DDT, that's the wrestling company with the where Kotobushi uh, got his start, where Kenny Omega got his start, and they Sami Zayn got his start there as well. They didn't get well. their start there while Cyber... Agent no, this is this is like way back when, exactly. like ten, almost like 10 years ago. The news was announced Tuesday morning by Tokyo Sports and Cyber Agent, later confirming a press conference was held Wednesday um, with more details concerning the acquisition under this deal. DDT Pro or DDT owner Sean Shihiro, Sean Shiro, Shin, Shiro? Takagi. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Uh, will now serve as president of Pro Wrestling Noah, while longtime uh, wrestler Namoichi. Fu- Marafuji. Marafuji, yes. Uh, will act as vice president. Cool. Yeah, so. Yeah, apparently they're like Cyber Agent is an IT company and based in Japan. Uh, then they just own wrestling shit now. They probably own more, so they probably just own like a bunch of shit, right? Here's like, an actual uh, quote from oh, Sanchiro Takagi. DDT Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Noah will be working together under Cyber Agent Incorporated going forward. By partnering within the same Cyber Agent group, I believe that we will be able to bring about a new scenery in the pro wrestling industry. Going forward, the two promotions will be sharing certain mid-ad back office functions as companies within the same group. I, Sanchiro Takagi, will be assuming the position of president for both companies, but as Pro Wrestling Noah, I will focus on managing the company and leave the ring completely to talent and staff at pro wrestling noah ddt pro wrestling will continue to provide fun exciting and absurd dramatic stories to the fans we hope you will continue in your support for both promotions so i think I like the hood slam of japan that's an insult to hood slam and i don't know yeah probably um yeah i think it's just it's just the it, we won't really see like the actual lasting effects i know it's so far. It's just like it's just one giant ass company buying a, like just four small rest of small four smaller wrestling promotions. Because yeah. like in Japan, like New Japan is still like numero uno, number one. Even though Bushi Road, um, the only the the owners of New Japan, they also own Stardom. I think yeah, they do. Um, they still have like the majority of the market share in that area. And yeah. to me, I think this is just Cyber Agent just. Not necessarily like creating an overhaul, but more or less just trying to, I don't know, become the bread basket for these smaller wrestling companies. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a, you know, it's, I feel like this is just sort of just like of the foundations of Japanese pro wrestling business, business wise, just really just rolling out the carpet and see right. what's going to happen within the foreseeable future. But uh, stuff is happening. Yeah, and it's, it also seems like uh, No will now be streamed on uh, both DDT Universe and Abima TV. Bima? Abima? Abima. A-B-M-A. Oh, okay, I was going to say, City College of San Francisco, uh, Broadcast Electronic Media Arts. You know, I, the, I'm going to have to edit that, too. They got that uh, They got that whittled down. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> they're going to have a wrestling ring in Studio A in the uh, city. Uh, we, got, we already have a referee, uh, our former co-host of the show, Nick Winstead. You think you can... Man, can we fit a wrestling... Can you... No. Can we do a wrestling show inside that Actually, I know it's like real inside baseball because we're no longer really associated with City College of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah we could. There's one in that. In the, yeah, can you fit a wrestling yes. ring inside yes. Studio A? Put an audience... Or Studio B. Oh, not a big audience. Studio B is not... Yes, it can, is. You can do... A, a 20 a, by 20. Well, not 20 by 20. Then what? 15 by 15. That's really small. That's five feet off. I mean, it's the same size they did on Jericho Cruise. They did a smaller ring there. That's true. Or just get one of those little rings, like the little tiny rings that are like eight by eight. 
Uh, you're gonna, have, but then you're gonna have to like pass a, com- a sports commission as well. There are little people wrestlers in the Bay Area. Okay, that's cool. I mean, we can just get them to wrestle. I mean, it's like a. Dr- I mean, how far is City College from San Francisco to the Cow Palace? Like five minute drive. Yeah, so we could just funnel all just, the talent. Just say it's at the Cow Palace. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait, not what? the Cow. This isn't the Cow Palace. Oh, we meant the the Cow Place. I'm sorry. Anyway, Which still makes no sense. Nonetheless, Pro Wrestling Noah bought by Cyber Agent. Uh, it's incredible. What a what a cool name. What a Cyber Agent. We are Cyber Agent. Uh, nonetheless, let's move on to our next story. And Michael, I will say this: I've been waiting for this to happen between these two people for quite some time now. Waiting uh, for this day. I'm still thinking. Keep going. Oh, we were talking about it earlier. Does it involve Bro and Brock? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. The Bella Twins. Oh, yeah, this. They're, they're both, both pregnant. pregnant and with uh, expecting weeks apart. That's so cool. We know what we're watching on uh, next season for Total Bellas. Sure. Um, it was reported. You think? Look, listen. I I don't want to do be. You think a... they planned it? Yes. <clears throat> I absolutely do think they planned it. <clears throat> they they have the type of people to be like, you know what? Let's try to. Have, we both want babies. Let's try to have babies simultaneously. Why not? Well, there you go. They're sisters and they're best Artem friends. Artem and Brian is just like, what? Well, this is, yeah, Brian and um and Bree's second child were Nikki's first child. Yep. I wonder if it's going to be a boy or a girl for Brian. Uh, it was revealed via People Magazine uh, the other day. They have exclusive photo shoots as well, which is just like, it's again, the cynic in me, just reality television show business. It's still, it's a business at the end of the day. Uh, Nikki revealed at the start of the year that she and Artem Ching... Yeah, I'm just not going to try anymore. Let me it, see. I'm, C-H-I-G-V-I-N-T-S-E-V. No, I'm trying to get the story here. Had gotten engaged uh, in They got engaged earlier this year, or last year in November, and this will be their first child. Um, she said on uh, in the magazine, she says, my husband and I were trying for like seven Dude, or eight months. Dude, come on. Stop editorializing. Just, just say it. What? They're like, just say it like a normal person. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to speak like a normal person. Guys. Yes. This is my a... husband and I were trying for <laughs> seven or eight months, but then I felt in my heart it was a sign from God, like <laughs> Shigvinsev. Yeah. Shigvinsev. Like you guys are good with one. Uh, so we stopped trying. Bree told People Magazine uh, when we were in France meeting Arm's family. I felt a little off. I was irritated and uncomfortable in my body. Wow. Uh, when we got home, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at the voice I'm doing. I took a test, uh, two days before Thanksgiving. And when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, what? Brum, 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 baby in my belly. Cool. I mean, she didn't say it last, but she said, oh shit. Nonetheless, congratulations to both of you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, uh, season two or season 15 of Total Bell is coming soon. So this, does this mean, uh, Daniel Bryan confirmed retired? from wrestling now honestly it wouldn't surprise me if he just takes like a, an extended period of time off after this fiend match like i'm sure like i'm sure he's gonna want to be in wrestlemania but i feel like if he can miss this like i don't know the direction for dan possible direction for dana brand coming off the Royal rumble fucking miz was uh was in san francisco when his wife gave birth the next day was that really the next day well because remember she was pregnant at the time and then it was like the next was day. Was Maurice at the at the no, she wasn't here. no, because she no, she was not here. She was somewhere. She, she was, was somewhere. At home. Being, she was at home, pregnant. Okay, and then 
She, okay. Yeah, then she went home. Miss and Mrs. happened last night, too. Yeah, they tried to have sex in the back of a car. It was fucking weird. <laughs> while the driver was still... Well, not the driver wasn't still there. Like, they... Yeah, I was. Well, I watched the ending of NXT, and then like I just, I was just playing. I was while I was making the fucking thumbnail for this goddamn show going on. It's I just, an entertaining show. Come and on, then I saw is- like, and then like they tried to get, they tried to get the their driver for a like, threesome. No, 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 no. They, they were trying to get him to deliver, like get some food or something, like they, you know, do some errand for them yeah. while they still wait in the car. Which I thought, which if I was the driver, I think okay, that's weird. And so what they did was they go inside uh, the trunk of the car. They Wait, go to the tr- they go to the trunk, which is this back section. They and they enter from their back the back seats. Okay, so it's like an SUV type with a trunk yeah. is open. And you can lay yeah, down. and so they, they and then Miz turns off all the cameras inside the t- uh, the car, and they try to do it, but they didn't seal the deal. They got caught. They didn't get caught. They just they just didn't. They just couldn't. They couldn't. weren't willing to do it. And that was that was your Mrs. Mrs. She was recap. Like, she was like, "Never mind." Yeah, I don't it's want really to. good lead in. Just have your cool. Just have your episode of NXT, and then Miz, and then the sudden realization of Miz and Mrs. Eh, you know. I changed the channel after that. <laughs> well, um, congratulations, Miz and Mrs. for trying to have sex in the back of a car. I'll say this, Marley. Reese is at least kind of likable. Yeah, uh, I think so it's Marjo. I think it's because the accent. Marjo is very like. Well, also Maurice is like adapting. I don't to even more know who Marjo is. Marjo's her mother. Okay, she lived with them. Yes, I think sometimes she does. I haven't seen every episode, but she okay. did at one point. Okay. And then she would make uh, the Mrs. Live a Living Hell. I legitimately believe like Miz is an incredibly loud person all the time. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. Isn't he an only child? Is he? I don't know. Um, no. Oh well. Well. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say like, "Oh, you have a wrestling podcast. Yeah. You try to." Bury me. No, no, no. Like no. Say something? What he said, he said, um, by the way, Miz, friend of the show. Thank you for those raw yes, tickets. Thank you. Uh, he was just like, Oh, you do. What, what, what is this? What is this? I said, Oh, it's my podcast on my shirt. He goes, Oh, pod wrestling podcast. Oh, it's original. I said, He goes, What do you do? That's different. I said, oh, Well, sometimes we review local stuff. Not really. But <laughs> no, you know. no, we don't. You just, no, you don't. just got caught in the big red and, light. Uh, the big light. Sorry, Miz. I know you're listening. Sorry about <laughs> no, that. No, he buddy. knew. He knew what he was saying when you said, when uh, you said and that. And then he goes, Oh, okay, local stuff. He goes, You're not like all the other guys. You know, oh, the Miz is skull crushing finale is this. The Miz is skull crushing finale. The Miz is missing his spots. The Miz is that. The Miz is this. The Miz is that. And he wasn't looking at me. He was just signing autographs. And I was just Thank you, thank you, Miz. And he he looked at me, and kind of gave me like a like a wink and a. He seems like an. I mean, he seems like an okay guy. He probably was like a motherfucker. So you trying to see my penis? <laughs> <laughs> see we my penis. just watched the Wade Barrett Brock Lesnar story. If you know, for those who don't, inside the know. ropes, just go check it out. Don't yeah yeah. yeah. That was a really good story. Okay, let's move on to something that that's really important that might have actually happened. Wrestle or Royal Rumble backstage. Ooh. Yes, I'm not talking. It's about just Brian one of those things where like all the all the members of the roster just kind of just come run come together. It's like it's, I think it's also applies same applies to those pay per view specials where like everybody's just going off on their own thing and then they all kind of reconvene together in those pay per view. You know, because they get the best of both worlds. They're not afraid to dream big. But yeah, yeah, Rumble backstage. Yeah, uh, Rumble backstage altercation between Brock. It was verbal. It was still altercation. an altercation. Still an altercation okay. between Brock Lesnar and the horse dick himself, Matt M. Riddle. Yeah, how's that? How's that going? What? Trying to get that thing over. Trying to get that horse phrase dick? over. I'm yeah. loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Nope. Um, but uh, there was an incident backstage with Lesnar and Riddle. Basically, uh, Riddle was sitting there. And Lesnar <laughs> He's comes just up sitting around. He's just sitting around, probably you know chopping it up. Like you know what, bro? It's fine. Uh, when Lesnar comes up to him and kind of was just like, hey. 
You could stop tagging me in your social media. I actually, have the quote right here. Oh, here we go. I like kid, it, kid. You might tell. You might as well stop saying my name and tagging me and shit because you and I will never work together ever. And this is from uh, Dave Meltzer's Observer Newsletter, which was released last night, Wednesday uh, Wednesday night, which is, you know, thank you. Uh, Riddle tried talking to Brock when they first encountered, but Lesnar then walked away. Riddle was said to have not shown any signs of being worried about it. Nothing really happened except for that. After the show, Riddle filmed some interviews where he was still challenging Lesnar and guaranteed someday the match will happen. Uh, it's all right, yeah. Riddle. Don't worry about it. You're going to get the match one day. It's fine. Um, I'm the game. I'll make it happen. And then, uh, like, and then the the Meltzer then went on to like write about like, you know, there there's 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 a little inkling to believe that this is like Paul Heyman trying to trying to at least like sprinkle in this uh, sprinkling this as some, some type of work. But then Meltzer immediately just said like, if this was becoming some kind of Paul Heyman work, then Riddle should would have been protected a lot more in the Rumble. Yeah, because that dude was just thrown out by Corbin just like that. Well, yeah, I mean, there is the the thing I thought of where Matt Riddle, he's so likable. He's not really, you don't have to, you don't really have to protect him in the Rumble because it's just one of those things. And Baron Corbin just needs the ultimate heat, so. I mean, that's, I feel, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's among like the more popular just like justification of why that happened. Yeah. It's just that I think Matt, what Matt. What Matt Rid- I feel like what Matt Riddle's trying to do, and uh, Dave Meltzer, like he also wrote about this, and he does have a really good point, is that Matt Riddle's thirty four. Him ruffling the feathers of like Goldberg and Lesnar, like I, it seems to be the attitude of a guy who's trying to get as much matches as he can while he still can. Because like you look at Matt Riddle, like how long do you think he's going to be able to look like this? How long? Oh, is he's he definitely able to, trying to push himself. Yeah, how long is he able to maintain this level of like work rate that he puts on his matches? Yeah, just keep definitely. at like just keep definitely. at it. Like it's he's either just going to be more or less the same dude on NXT doing, you know, wrestling the likes of Adam Cole or, mm-hmm. you know, the upper echelon of main of, or having really sweet ass tag matches in NXT with Pete Dunn, but the life of the party Pete Dunn. Yeah. And then like, but then you can definitely have a sense. You can see the sense of ambition going on with Matt Riddle. Like, he, he has a lot of heat in the locker room. There was that one story. He, he, I remember he had a selfie on Instagram where he pretty much like said, um, uh, well, oh, like, he, he was no they like I think to my, I don't know like a bunch of people wouldn't like let him in the van because there was not enough, ta- not oh, enough in NXT talent. right yeah within the NXT locker room so what makes you really think like you know well here's I, and I do respect Riddle for that because I, he is a guy who comes off as a dude who knows his worth and like, takes his initiative takes initiative yeah because I honestly think that's all Riddle's doing is taking initiative in a company where you know you're told Hey, wait your turn. It'll happen. Get your AB. Just like know your ABCs and your one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Get your go. Reach for those brass rings, and maybe one day it'll happen. But until then, yeah, I'm the. That's game. the thing. Like, try to piss people off until you piss people off. Well, he's not trying to piss everybody off, but that's but the no, thing. No, that's, that just, no, that's else, just a phrase. That's just a phrase. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else in the NXT locker room is probably you know they're drinking the Kool Aid and they're like you know what? walking yeah. on eggshells. Yeah, much. well, because they're told. Yeah. One day it'll happen. One day you'll get your push. Don't worry. Everyone has a role here. One day you'll have a better role. Where Riddle's like, not he's not going to accept that. And he says, you know what? I'm going to push myself while also being a great top talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. And like, we're, and look, we're, like we might, we could probably talk about this by the main event of NXT, but it's just kind of an interesting position that where Matt Riddle is right now because it, NXT is a two hour show, and, but you can't push everybody like outside of that, outside of that tremendous Adam Cole match in the first episode of NXT go, going up against uh, 
Dynamite that one that title match. Yeah. Like there's not really much going on with Riddle besides just tag teaming with uh Pete Dunne, which in itself has a shelf life. Like I always champion I always want to champion like that tag team to be to go as long as it possibly can. Yeah. But then that is kind of a short term thing. Like what else would you do with Riddle? Like would would he, if Matt Riddle isn't champion by the end of the year, then what the fuck is he doing? Is what I'm gonna say. Is what I'm saying. Well, honestly. yeah, I don't think he's. I mean, he could be champion by. Like the that's end. a lot of. There's still there's, a lot of time. There's, there's it's time. not even. It's still it's, January. It's the, it's the very beginning of the year, so we still have 11 more months of wrestling this year. Oh boy, I don't know how much longer I can do that. Anyways, Matt uh, Riddle, bro. Matt Riddle, bro. bro. Brock. If you remove the CK of Brock, it's just bro. Yeah, that could that could be a tag team. I was looking up the actual like what what um what weight division Matt Riddle fought in. He's a welterweight, which is really surprising is to that me. Middle. That's yeah. That's just like I think that's a step. That's a step above lightweight, but below heavy. It's Conor McGregor's. Um, it's yeah. Conor McGregor's uh, weight class. It's like open weight. <laughs> no, it's not open weight. That's not. It's not a real thing, Corey. No, that is a real thing. It's just it's a thing that just doesn't get get applied to MMA. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, some more news. Uh, earlier this week, it did come out that MVP said he has had his final final match on Monday Night Raw. He's or coming. On, 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 and he's going. Yep. Well, well you know. Uh, in a Great theme on, song, MVP. Well, Brock thought so at the Rumble. Yeah. Um, MVP reflected earlier this week <laughs> on Instagram. Let me interrupt you one time. I just remember, like, as much as I, like, rag on Corey Graves a bunch of times, I really did like his call when he said, Brock Lesnar is dancing i can't believe i'm saying this and then we cut back he was to, getting down we cut back to brock with the with the the brock box yeah i uh, cut back to brock with the sombrero and then a 16 he's, year, a da- he's a dancer and then a 16 year old kid was trying to walk around the corner and then he just yelled out trying to see my penis trying to see my fucking penis uh but mvp was a surprise entrant like we said in the royal rumble uh, he also wrestled on Raw the next day in a very weird match. I only heard about it. So apparently MVP walked away from a 619. So he got happened, hit in the back. It's literally the second I turned it on, too. So he went down for the 619 on the ropes. Ray comes in. He starts running towards the rope. And MVP looks behind him and looks like he's starting to get up. And then he turns around and Ray hits him in the back. Um, somebody says, oh, he didn't get all of that. And then some. I think it was. Didn't Ray get concussed, too? I, I don't know. Yeah, I heard there was an actual injury with apparently a lot of people got hurt in that raw. Tom Phillips then he goes, "Oh, it's okay, but he got all of that. It's fine." And then he hit the Tom Phillips. Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk do you want to talk about that too? Well, Tom Phillips is now on Monday Night Raw. Well, let's go. Well, let me finish with this MVP. Oh, his uh, uh his Instagram post said uh one for the history books. My final WWE match took place on Monday Night Raw against my close friend and legend at 619. I am Lucha. That's a very 1990 screen name. Uh, MVP wrote, a great way to close out what chapter. The end of my career looms larger every month. It has been on one hell of a ride. I am not finished just yet, but soon, very soon. Thank you at WWE and the hashtag WWE Universe for the Love. Uh, What an amazing week I've had. So, thank you, MVP. He's a cool guy too. I, I see him in a. I liked his. Of- uh, I liked his Black Panther uh, gear. That was cool. Oh it's, yeah, that's a Killmonger gear because it's gold on the neck, around the neck. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ooh, which is even more of a heel. Everyone's just like, oh look at Black Panther, yay! Um, but no, Tom Phillips, like you were just mentioning, he is now the head play-by-play commentator on Monday Night Raw. There's a Paul Heyman call. Uh, Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton is also on the. Big Joseph's gone. Commentary. Yeah, this took this uh, the first time this took place was Tom Phillips taking over for Royal Rumble. 
Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a great call. Tom Phillips is great, you know. But. He's not a great driver. But, you know, hey, it's fine. <laughs> almost ran us over outside Chase Center. It's fine. Um, you know, he last on Monday Night Raw did a great job. Even Byron Saxton next to the King was fucking great. Like, I loved Byron the other night. There was not one second where I'm like, oh, Byron, shut up. I was like, King, shut up, dude, please. Like, every, because I just, the King doesn't do it for me anymore. Anymore, he's done with me. I have, him and JR are two people. Hear me out. I Calm down, Michael. Please, calm down. Um, I'm clenching my fist right now, Corey. Um, there are two people that are from a different era, and they went their separate routes, whereas JR fucking has, you know, learned the new way, the kind of new ways of the world and how to, you know, how to go about being a commentator in today's age. King hasn't, you know, I can't see King calling a Nyla Rose match. You know what I mean? Without sounding super cringy. Whereas Jr. the other night, and I'm going to just jump ahead real quick where he calls Nyla Rose a female. Oh, she is one hell of a female coming out here. I was like, thank you, Jr. That is awesome. That's a female. It doesn't matter if it's if it's written or written for him or him was told to say it. He said it, and it's just uh, it shows something that wrestling has done. That's changed. It's a sign of the times. It's changing. Whereas Jr. or not Jr. but the King on Raw, he sucks. I mean, I think he's honestly. I feel like he's just catering to their biggest audience, which is the fifty plus crowd. Uh, I know, but you know. Uh, it, that then it's going to rattle the other fans. It's going to rattle the 33 year olds over here. Me. I'll the 33 year old. Yes. I'm yeah. Sorry. You're old. I am. Nonetheless, um, Tom Phillips, Monday Night Raw. And our, I think our last piece of news, unless you got something else. Um, Chris Jericho tried to get uh, Will Ospreay to AEW. I tried to get Will Ospreay to join the show as a commentator, but you know, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, well, I got this last story real quick. AEW tried to get Edge. Um, I think they offered him $2 million, and then he got $3 million just by just by re-signing with WWE. Because Edge. Because money. Yeah, he's Edge. Uh, but our last piece of news actually is... Uh, is A- it, Edge it, and AEW, though. Like, what could he possibly bring? The, and he could be called Edge, right? He'd be Adam Copeland. I... I mean, we. I'm gonna have. To, we're gonna have to find like. Unless he owns the yeah, name Edge. I was just gonna say, unless he owns that name. <clears throat> uh, but no, this is actually a piece of bright news on a on a dark situation. Maximo of CMLL uh, is reported stable after uh, suffering a heart attack earlier this week. Jose Christian Alvarado Ruiz, uh, best known as Maximo, the former CMLL World Heavyweight Champion and Star Exotico, reportedly suffered a heart attack earlier today. Uh, Alvarado, 39, the son of legendary... I'm just trying to make sure that is today. Yes, it is. Uh, the son of legendary uh, star Super Porky, uh, Brazo... <laughs> yeah. You're telling me there's, the there... son of Super Porky... So Okay, look, I'm only saying... I'm only joking because he's stable now and he's... And there's somebody named Super Porky. Yeah, he's, you're telling me the son of Super Porky suffered a he's heart stable, attack? okay. Yeah. Uh, Brazo de Plata, uh, Jose Alvarado Nuit. The waves. Uh, that was probably butchered, but I'm sorry. Uh, was admitted to a private hospital earlier today. The reports are that he recovered and is in stable condition while still under observation. He will remain in the hospital, uh, resting for at least 24 hours. Super Lucha, Super Lucha reported earlier this today. Alvarado started wrestling in 2000, became a regular star in CML for three years, uh, for about the next three years. He was a star um, as the Exotico Maximo, wearing a toga type outfit in pink. He had pink hair. Uh, because you know, exoticos are the the wrestlers. They're the, I mean, best terms are the kind of gay wrestlers in, or they play gay characters 
more flamboyant characters in Mexico. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I added a yeah, question there was a, Yeah, there was a... I think there was an episode of The Wrestlers on Viceland. That was really about this About this very phenomenon yeah. or thing. Uh, Wrestling. Maximo's career hit a peak in 2015 when he defeated El Terrible to win the CMLL World Heavyweight title. But in 2017, footage was shown of number of members of his family destroying the Ultimo Guerrero's car. Uh, in a private arena, Mexico parking lot, CML then fired Maxco, Maximo, stripped him of the title. Um, he wrestled for the crash before that, but moved to C- AAA as Maximo Sexy in 2018. Even with his past uh, popularity and star power, he was not fav- he was not figured strongly in AAA and in their booking decisions. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, best of luck to Maximo and uh, everyone involved. With that rest easy. Rest super easy. porky. The son of Super Porky. El Hijo, El Hijo del Super Porky. Yeah. Um, and before we get into our reviews, I would like to make an announcement. Uh, coming up Saturday. Having a baby. Yes, me and you are simultaneously. We are oh, one week shit. apart. Uh, no, there are no. Well, there you you could bring your babies and just make sure they're quiet. Uh, APW presents Blueprints. This is uh, Saturday, March 14th. At the uh, the Bayshore Community Center, 450 Martin Street, Daly City, California. Bell time, 7 p.m. Live pro wrestling. Doors at 6.30. Uh, tickets starting only at 20 bucks. Ooh. You know who's confirmed for this? Marcus Lewis. You know who else? Reno Scum. Fuck. You know who else? Zicky Dice. The up-and-comer Zicky Dice will be there. Zicky. How do you spell that? Z-I-C-K-Y. Okay. Zicky. He's the, he, have you seen him on a, or NWA Power? No. He's pretty good. I haven't been watching any. N- There's actually a really good documentary of this guy behind the scenes. Like he takes, he's like a social worker and he takes care of, he's like a big brother type um, guy. I don't know. He's really cool. Social services and suplexes. That's what it's called? No. <laughs> and uh, making his return to APW, TJP. All right. Coming back to APW. So there you go. Stab your way to Daly City. Uh, yeah. Or was it San Francisco? I don't know. But It's in Daly City. You just said Daly City. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did. Sometimes the border is a little, uh, yeah, 450 Martin Street. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Search All Pro Wrestling. It's called Blueprints. That's all the names that have been announced for that. Right now, yes. Levi Shapiro okay. has been announced. All and right. uh, Will Hobbs. J.R. Kratos is on the, the poster, but I know he's in Japan, too. Starboy Charlie. Okay. Dave Dutra. All right, you're you're losing me now. You you know Dave Dutra. Come on. I know. I'm just I'm just giving old David a a hard time. Hey David, Ooga Booga. He just he knows what that means. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how. You know, be really funny if like he really does listen to Sean. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk some actual wrestling that happened last night. Yeah, and yeah, because the stuff we were talking about prior just has nothing to do with it. Well, it's not. I know, I know, I know. Let's talk about wrestling matches that we just watched. I was just trying to make a joke here. Anyway, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, uh, January 29th, yep. 2020. There you go. We get a, in Cleveland, Ohio. We get a recap of last week's episode, MJF being a thrown in the pool and all. Uh, Moxley starts the show in his home state of Ohio, like I say. Said O-H. that recently? Yes, I OH. Yeah. To a pretty big reaction. He's still got an eye patch. Moxley has that undercut uh, without the hair gel. Yeah. And he kind of just borderline looks like Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Every time I look and my hair is not done, I have that cut too. And yeah. I'm like, it's like, get some to, product, need, dude. Yeah, like, Renee, to... Renee, like, get your Renee get, makes good get money. Your, John, get your man okay. some product. Get your man some product. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, he can buy his own product. Maybe yeah, he but buys then, the but then maybe the but, but what if he like but then he probably doesn't have like the sense of style. Like, he, maybe like, he doesn't know. I'm all out. 
Like maybe he, like maybe he just never steps into a Sephora and like never realize how much actually good product men product stuff is there, but he would never go inside oh. because it's just too much of a girl's place. Fellas, don't be afraid to get step into a Sephora one time. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. They got tons of hot chicks. <laughs> That's a lot of bikinis. <laughs> Speaking of lots of bikinis, uh, talks about Jericho. Uh, he's a, he, he considers him a man who, behi- who hides behind his boys, references him punching Shawn Michaels' wife on that one episode of Raw without mentioning Shawn or Raw for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, he says he's no role model, but you have no honor without a code. He sees a manipulator, liar, coward, and a bully, and he hates bullies. He wasn't chewing gum. That's just what he does. He likes to chew gum. He does. Uh, Says he will take the AEW World Championship from Jericho and that it's not the kind of man you are, but the kind of man you're not. Damn. He has no patience for drawing this out and asks Jericho to take the beating like a man. Jericho comes out to his theme and yes, people are singing his song. You know, the only reason why they're doing that is because they want to ride the they want to ride the wave of the cruise. Well, that too, but it's also also fun as hell. And Judas is a great ass. They posted this online. AEW. It said, let's get this, do this for every show. And it was literally the song with the words bouncing along the bottom. (laughs) So they're trying. Was it Jericho's head bouncing along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. It was. Um, they're, so they're trying to get their fans to do this. It wasn't as uh, loud as it was but, at the cruise. Yeah. But And I bet you, like in any other wrestling promotion, they would want to not do that because they would consider Shinsuke. that. Shinsuke. Yeah. They would consider that like counterproductive. Bobby Roode. Like what do. happened to Bobby Roode. Yeah. So. So like you're kind of just, you're stuck. You're kind of more or less stuck in that tightrope whether or not do you want to babyface Jericho in and making your audience sing that song and be participate and have crowd participation and that stuff. Or do you want to just, do you want to encourage like liveliness in your, in your, um, in your arena shows and all that stuff? And I think I would, honestly, I would try to favor liveliness. Well, do you see how they actually, um, invite crowd participation in the shows yeah. uh, with Justin Roberts? Have you, did you listen to the interview he did on the no. Cruise? What do you it's really good. They've actually given him free reign. They said, go out and host the show. They yeah. want him to go out there. He actually between breaks, he's like, "Everyone, hold up your sign." He does that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or in WWE, he was so pretty much be an MC, exactly. Yeah. And it's it, you know everyone's into it. You probably get uh, more casual fans that go to the show with their either partners or friends that are just like, "Oh, this is actually kind of fun." Yeah. So let's move on. So they deliberately keep the song for a bit so people can sing the chorus, but the s- song stops well into it. But then they continue singing it that was until they realize the song is over, and then they start booing, and then. Jericho, like the heel he is, calls Cleveland, well, he calls the crowd typical Cleveland idiots, you know, to abuse because he's the heel and I'm going to boo him. He says Mox deserves the spike to the eye and calls him a jacked up, cracked up uh, version of Jack Sparrow. And it goes on to say, yo, ho, ho, with a bottle of dumb. Cause he's, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Because he's stupid, because he uh, just had felt the need to explain that. Yeah. Uh, mentions Moxley's mom and that she looks fetchy. Maybe he will call her later. <laughs> Uh, he summons the inner circle, and I think this is the debut of its theme song. It's generic guitar stock number yeah, four. It's it's the one. It's our theme song. It's pretty the much. one. It's after, pretty much our theme song. It, it's so ours is number one. Bailey's is number two, and then this one's number three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Moxley counts them five members and says it's not five against one. Says he's born in Ohio and does the O H like he's Steve Amiochich or something. I O H. I O. 
Okay. <laughs> it says the crowd is at his side. And I, when he said that, I was like, so is he just going to let any audience member just join out, join with him and funny. just like just start beating on the uh, inner circle? It's like that one time when that one guy. Oh, Joey Ryan. Up, yeah, just one guy who dressed up like a S.H.I.E.L.D. member in that one. Remember that? Oh, no. Remember that one instance? I think it was like a TL, I think it was TLC yeah. and the S.H.I.E.L.D. And then there was just one guy who just joins them with the ring dressed up in S.H.I.E.L.D. cosplay. And then he was immediately like. Tackled by security. That's great. No, I was referring to when uh, it was Joey Ryan. I think he was in DDT Pro where um, he would, you know, like you ever see like a show, an indie show where somebody has you chop the wrestler for them. Yeah. Chop him. Um, But someone had Joey Ryan try to pin Joey Ryan over and over again. They had all the fans try. It didn't work. It was Mm -hmm. great, though. Loved it. Jericho calls Moxley a stupid son of a bitch like the people of Ohio. <gasps> Boo. He, <laughs> and then he adds five more people wearing Party City Proud and Powerful costumes. And like they claim that they're from like the from, Bronx or, yeah, from the Bronx whatever. or whatever. And then they march to the ring. Moxley stares down Ortiz, gives him a headbutt and paradigm, paradigm shift and dives straight into the inner circle and friends. They get separated by officials. Moxley gives one dude another paradigm shift, gets into the crowd. And that's our segment. Uh, thought this was like an easy day's work for everyone involved. Uh, I wished for a little bit more creativity, but you know these guys have a month to build up to Revolution, and it's Revolution. pretty much all. And it really just depends on what you wanted out of this feud. Yeah, really. And I personally wanted a little bit more creativity, but like I said, they that was got cool. Time. I they liked, got time. I liked the other five people that were added to the. <laughs> Do you? I thought it was weird and dumb and cheap. I thought it was dumb that. All of a sudden, because he's like, hey, it's one versus five. Actually, it's one versus all of us. And they're like, oh, we got five more people. And all of a sudden, he's like, that was a little corny. Oh, honestly. fuck. That was kind of corny. I liked it. But our uh, AEW Revolution uh, uh, pre-show will be on uh, later in February. So stay tuned for that, guys. Okay. Uh, we have a video insert of Butcher and Blade being actual fucking butchers. And MJF gives them an envelope and that says Young Bucks. And boom, they get into their costumes. Yeah, They all enter to MJF's theme. He's making people kiss the ring. He go. I remember there was this one picture in picture where he approaches this one woman who tried to ask her to kiss the ring. And she's like, I you can see, but you can't hear it. And she's like, no, yeah. no, no. And she's just like, she was mouthing no, off. Thank no, thank you. No, no. no, she was mad. Like, no, no, no. Fuck off. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 um, blah. So, yeah. Uh, he walks off with Wardlow to the commentary booth. Butcher and the Blade with the bunny versus Bucks because this is the B show, boys. Very nice alliteration there, Michael. Thank you. JR calls MJF Martin. It's Maxwell. MJF says the Bucks almost killed him because he can't swim because it's only for poor people and fat people who wear shirts when they swim. Jesus, dude. Uh, Matt and Butcher start things off. Butcher overpowering him. MJF claims Bucks are fake Christians and says the only verse they know is Austin 316. Very, very good line. <laughs> Tandem offense on Butcher, then Blade. Stereo drop kicks to Blade. MJF mentions that Butcher and Blade are trained by Josh Barnett and Les Thatcher and that the Bucks are backyarders. Distraction cahoots from Bunny takes advantage on the Bucks with cross bodies. Heat gets built throughout the commercial break. Hot tag Matt. Uh, strikes Blade a bunch over the top sliced bread, a super kicks to Butcher on the outside. Elbow drop on Blade for two counts, super kick party to Butcher, Meltzer driver to Blade, and they pin him for the win. After this, Tony asks <laughs> asks MJF, how much money did you bet? How much money did you give Butcher and the Blade for that match? And I thought that was I thought that was really that was funny. Good. But they they didn't they they like attacked them afterwards. And I thought yeah. what I'm paying them for. Yeah, yeah. And so uh Omega comes in for the save and Paige gingerly walks to the ring, asks Matt to hold his beer. And as Matt is holding the beer, at Hangman Adam Page does a buckshot lariat to, to Blade, and then he grabs and then he grabs the beer from Matt, 
chugs it on top, uh, chugs it as he's posing on like to the to the top rope. And I thought that looked so cool. Well, they're trying. I thought that was the coolest looking thing on the show. I've noticed even cooler than Mox's eye patch. Jr. It was trying to get it over as a cocktail. You got a cocktail right there. I'm like, it's just That's beer. Just, it's just, just what's left of his beer. Um, but no, I mean, this is a good spot. This, yeah, go ahead. It came out of nowhere. Um, I did like um, Kenny Omega in his golf suit, his khakis. He's just his, wearing a polo. His, he was wearing khakis and a pink polo. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just unlike it. You, I, when I think I think of Kenny Omega, it's a day I think in the of office, black shirt and like some workout shorts. I, I bet he probably had a really big big meeting. He with with Mr. Khan himself. Yeah, and maybe the other Mr. Khan was there too. Oh, but I do love the wardrobe of choice of like what what Adam Page has been wearing lately. Just these really loud 70s shirts, dads, like these dad really loud it. shirts, but like smooth pants and yeah. I I honestly think like they are they are doing a really good job just endearing the audience to Adam Page like it's not they're just kind of towing that line on it's not it's not, his like his the alcoholic character trait like it's not exactly being too detrimental to Adam Page and I just feel like they are it's kind of bordering on like baby facing Adam Page it's kind of backfiring in a sort of a pleasant way or maybe opinion. maybe it's not maybe they planned it exactly like this actually no because they would have. Uh pushed more of the they started to push the dangers of alcohol well they they started to push the breakup between kenny omega and um hangman page that just never went anywhere and even Mm -hmm. they edited some stuff out of the jericho cruise that kind of showed that yeah so i again i just think they are just they're almost endearing page to this audience and i don't know whether or not they're doing this by design to make the heel turn all the more like potent people like to drink man People like to drink and like it's just not exactly it's not they're not exactly conveying how much of a detriment it can be. Look how popular Duke Nukem was. I mean Duke Nukem didn't necessarily he hey, wasn't no, necessarily known to being like an alcoholic. He was just But a he, he was he was but at the time it was like this character where it's like oh you don't see this before. People like, you know, there are people out there who are kind of uh they like Dirty talking. Yeah. They like strippers, and they're like. But yeah. then, like, when you combine this with last week's booking of him pretty much single-handedly winning the tag titles, like, again, they're just make they are just making Paige look like the dude who's in the right, albeit a very flawed person. And I think that's like you have that, and you just have this very flawed person. Like that really endears your character. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And so we'll see. Like, it, you could possibly put the direction of having Omega turn heel. Nah. Instead of well, Paige. maybe because they tried to they tried to get over that character with Omega when AEW first started that weird like yeah. he was losing character yeah. didn't even like a wig on yeah nice. uh yeah uh, what's next pa- yeah Paige walks off by himself everyone celebrates nonetheless can we get the Diamond Dallas Page in this angle as a dad please as his dad <laughs> I just I, I want they, it so bad they had a chance they had a chance yeah. now the Rose versus Big Swole quick strikes and speed to the advantage of Swole to start things off Swole does a Kobe tribute uh, again rest in peace Kobe Bryant yeah I mean that was, it was a little weird because the fans were like oh go go and then she did the Kobe thing and they were like oh what no, they did the I, fans I, didn't, I mean I it was know. I thought it was one of those things like nobody knew how to take it they were just like oh am I supposed to is this was like a tribute and they just I I knew it was a tribute it was like you know yeah, well, I liked it. I didn't really see it that way, but well, I, it, well, nonetheless, I, it was a thing. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really. T- I mean, maybe because they just. It just wasn't literally really at conve- that part. They it just like, wasn't really conveyed properly. I guess. I just the audience just didn't know what it was. Maybe yeah. Maybe they maybe they just didn't know what it was. Like, she why? wasn't loud enough. You yeah. know. Yeah, you got to scream, Kobe. Okay. Kobe. 
Uh, Rose drives the arm of Swole onto the post, hanging front chancery from Swole to Rose. Head kick to Rose to Swole chance. Mid-rope cutter from Swole for a two-count. Casadora into a flatliner from Swole, really giving her some offense here. Uh, but a sit-down power, power bomb to Swole ends the match, and there you go. I thought Swole was good in this match. Uh, my opinion of Nyla hasn't really changed. I think she's still very green. Uh, I think Swole should have gotten the win here as a way to more or less shuffle the deck for this women's division. But apparently, but I think I didn't really notice this until today. Like Nyla Rose is number one in the rankings and she's considered the number one contender. So I guess, I guess you can't, you know, just straight up have Nyla like lose here. Now I'll say this about Nyla Rose. I am all for her being the first transgender wrestler in a major wrestling promotion, but she is green. Just like you said, I can't watch her matches without just going. Oh God, just just stop right now, please. She doesn't leave much for she doesn't really leave much for inspiration. No, not at all. There's just there's just spots that you know she's and with Ariel Monroe too, like Big Swole. I'm sorry, is what they're calling her now. Uh, I wish I know this was her nickname for a while, but Ariel she looked Monroe, really good in this match. She did, um, but there have been other matches she was in in the past that was like. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going as far as to say she's like the best in this division, but she's she definitely has her spot. Yeah, in my I just opinion. Nyla Rose. Ugh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. It's hard. <laughs> she's hard to watch. So when do you think we're gonna just gonna lose the meaning of the word green? Green is goose shit. Like, cause uh, cause how I interpret green is just like this is a person who's just very new, and is just doesn't really have the kinks worked out. Okay, them. fine. She's not good. Okay, she's not a good wrestler. No, I, no I feel like green is actually an apt. You're like, never mind. That's cool. Um, is an apt uh, phrase for Nyla Rose because there's something there's something there because like that fatal four way. I thought Nyla Rose was fantastic there, but then that was also a fatal four way with a bunch of smoke and mirrors as well. Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of smoke and mirrors, Cody versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian's with Penelope Ford. Cody's with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson has his fucking laminated play sheet like it's a goddamn football game. Like, and he hides his face so no one can lip read as well. It's Real sports like, hey, Super Bowl this Sunday. Go Niners. Bang, Trump. bang, Niner gang. Yep, Sarah Mieto. Drop kick to Cody instantly. Sabian spills to the outside and shove Arn. Uh, Cody's hand whiffs on Penelope and sells it like death. Kip does a kick as Cody carries Ford. Arn argues argues with ref Bryce Remsburg as Kip and Ford make out. Um, this is the first make out spot. Uh, JR calls Kip and Ford bad people. I thought it was amusing. The picture in picture cuts to, uh, cuts off as Kip does a mid tornado DDT. Thanks TNT. You can see cupping marks on Sabian's back, which. I, th- I guess this is just going to be a new thing within the AEW locker room. They just have like immediate cupping therapy for everybody involved. Because I, I saw, I remember I saw Omega have this as well. Yeah. Last week, what is cupping? Do you know what that is? No. Like I, I oh, oh, you know, I ever, like, oh, I, is it cupping, I've heard like, of hooking up, right? No, cupping is. Oh, 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 I know what it is. I just don't really understand the benefits I, of it. I, I, well, I think it, it opens up blood flow. Okay, that's what it is. All right. Um, but I think yeah, they put the cups on your body. I think they put mm-hmm. some heat on the top to take to dissolve the oxygen, so it sucks in. Okay. The skin. Yeah. So Aaron Anderson argues with the ref because Ford hands Kip. Penelope Ford uh, hands Kip a shoe, and Arn throws it out of the ring, and uh, that prompts Bryce Remsburg, Remsburg to argue with Arn for an extended period of time, uh, and then Arn retaliates by giving uh, Bryce like a stomach push, and then that just leads to Bryce just kicking out Arn. Yeah, 
Um, and uh, I feel like if booze, but you know, what are you going to do? This, I yeah, Riff gets distracted and Ford does a Hurricane Rana. Ford and Kip goes for a kiss, but Joey Janela sneaks in between them as he laughs at the camera to, dis- to the disgust of both of them. Well, yeah, so. They were, full, they were expecting each other's lips, but instead they got a hairy ass, they got hairy ass cheek with a smell of Axe body spray. Well, you know, Penelope Ford was used to that because she used to date him, so I'm sure she's used to that. Yeah, she used body. to date Joey Janela, and now she dates Kip Sabian, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, um, but it's one of those situations. Yes. What happened when they went for a kiss over the guardrails, like in between the fan area? It's in the thumbnail. Yeah. And they yeah. came up. <laughs> I thought it was great. And then he does a really love, a very much loving middle finger to Kip Sabian, which it's very, it was, it's very jiffable. Uh, Kip works the back, but Cody does a cutter and three crossroads for the pin and win. A little overkill, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, very attitude era like booking to this. A ton of interferences, distractions. Uh, it was may, way too much. It, it may have gone a little bit too long, to be honest with you, but I still, but it was still an entertaining match. Yeah. Um, as we cut to commercial, Cody signs stuff, meets, and does just pretty much does an impromptu meet and greet with the audience. And I was, and I was, as I was watching the, the picture in picture, there was this one dude with a MAGA, sh- a MAGA hat with a l- fucking luchador mask, which isn't only hypocritical, but cowardly as he was trying to take a picture with Cody. And then you could tell Cody just sort of just tried to just walk away Hey, over there because he knows he knows that's just not going to oh, be a good I'll be look. there, Arn. Don't worry. I got to go. Arn's yeah. calling me like it wasn't clear if he actually got one. I pray to Jesus he didn't. But oh God, it's Ohio, man. Not to not to disrespect not to the disrespect of any listeners in Ohio, but you wear a luchador mask and you wear a MAGA hat, like the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Whatever. I just you know it's No, out there. I yeah. No, I, it's out there. I don't agree with the, yeah. the president. Uh, Britt Baker is interviewed by her best friend, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> she, she tells JR to never interrupt her and calls him smug and pretentious, calls out JR saying the name's wrong. She promises her smile beaming across the TV sets, which is more to say than the champion Riho. She also accuses J- Tony of gingivitis as his mouth is shut in shame. <laughs> like you, God, the facials yeah. in Tony Schiavone as he's getting berated by Britt Baker. It's just... It's it's the best. I think he's the, really the one that really just kind of makes it work. Yeah. Uh, she says Cleveland. She says to Cleveland that you finally have a Baker you can trust in, which is an obvious reference to one Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Cleveland Indians. No, Cleveland, not Browns. The football? Yeah, Browns. Browns. Cleveland Browns. 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 Browns, 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 Browns. Yeah, it was a, I had a brain fart there. I thought this was a really good promo. Uh, the delivery could have uh, been a little bit better. I think Britt Baker still. I, but I think this is the direction Britt Baker needs to go. Yeah, because um, she's 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 getting better at it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go as far as to say she's really good or she's the best. But I do think this is what you should do to Brit, with Britt Baker mm-hmm. going forward. And yeah, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's like I said. I would love to. I wanted to see Britt Baker as a heel for a long time because she's a dentist, and dentists suck. Yeah. Was it the show that you said, like, apparently dentists have, like, the <laughs> no. highest? Yeah. Last week, I was just thinking about that, actually. Yeah. The highest suicide. Male dentists. It's still, I still can't, I still, still can't seem to find the cause and effect of that. Well, it's, it's just because the. Nobody likes to go to the dentist. Everyone is nobody. Like, who goes to the dentist? Like, hey, buddy. I mean, like, if you just, you know. You if you just, if you just Look, no news is good news, right, for the dentist. So, like, I would imagine it's just kind of, your mileage may vary. Yeah. And apparently it's more bad than good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, so you know what they say about dentists. You're uh, some people have an office that's as big as this room that we're sitting in. It's yeah. but then their office is inside here. I'm pointing at the inside of my mouth. Oh, that's cute. 
That's not cute. That's just a phrase. Anyways. Also, I accidentally lost my space. I think I just deleted my entire notes now. Where am I? Okay. Lexi interviews Bucks and Omega. They talk about the Dark Order and the win tonight. Paige drunkenly stumbles to the set and gives the Bucks the nameplates, even though they haven't won yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a fairly condescending way, which I think, I mean, I guess that's an argument of like, oh, Paige is going to be the one turning heel, but I still like Hangman and no. Paige. Omega pimps an eight-man tag match next week against the Bees and a team of their choosing. We'll find out later in the show. Uh, oh, Lexi, by the way, uh, DDP's daughter. Oh, that's right. She got hired. Uh, she nepotism. No, that's not true. Let's not get, let's give her credit. Listen, baby. What? Oh yeah, that's true. SCU comes out with Kobe jerseys. Respect knuckles to all of them. Uh, right, again, rest in peace, Kobe. SCU. Rest in, rest in peace, Kobe. Gianna and everybody on board. That was a weird day. That was not very weird. Day. We talked about it. It was a day. very weird day. Yeah, Kobe <laughs> passed away, and it's it's really sad. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, for not only Kobe but everybody else, his whole family. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean everyone's family. <laughs> not his whole family. But yeah. Well, it is sad for his whole family. Oh yeah, no, it's sad for his whole family. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His yeah. whole family has to deal with the loss of Kobe. Yeah. Apparently, Vanessa, like the widow, uh, released a statement. Yeah, today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Move on. <sighs> Kobe. Yeah, it was a was big never, deal. Well, I was never like a huge basketball fan, and even if I was. Oh no, but everybody knew who but he was. He, he was like. Uh, he, his name recognition was that just at the, that layer levels of Michael Jordan and the circumstances of said death. You just, know, and you know, did you hear about the BBC? What about the BBC when they were talking about Kobe passing away? They had a, a picture of Co- of uh, LeBron James up the entire time. Oh, great! Yeah. So I see you. They faced the hybrid too. Uh, apparently, there was a promo on Kobe during the commercial. I would have liked to seen that, but you know, you know whatever. Commercial. Yeah. Headlock to Anel- Angelico. Evans tells everyone to shut up. Double face foot rake from Sky. Shoutouts to Insane Clown, Insane Clown Posse. Clearly, both teams have the same black and yellow color gear, which I thought looked weird. To be honest, I zoned out during this match. Yeah. <laughs> like it was clearly filler, and they used two teams that are in like. Like it just kind of felt like they were just in the ring out of circumstance and not competition. Uh-huh. Um, Sky makes the tag to Kazarian. Kaz does hat to hot tag things. Sasuke special from Evans, but an SCU SCU later to Angelico ends it, and I just wanted to go to sleep. Like this was the part of the show where I just kind of just felt like, okay, let's uh, let's get on with it. Well, there's no real storyline behind it either. Yeah, I think it was just kind of stat padding, yeah. which I which I always thought was something like they AEW just. Should just Needs to avoid. be careful of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it, instead of fifty-fifty booking or instead of booking the way they want, they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to have these matches to yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really make sense because then you have to watch matches that are boring and have make no sense. Nonetheless, let's. I mean, unless you really just kind of compartmentalize to yourself, saying, okay, these two people are having a match. Whoever wins this, it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you use that just you use the rankings as a justification. I don't know. It just doesn't seem that very entertaining to me so far. Yeah, and it has you know it's not an entertaining way to do it, but it is what it is. Uh, Dark Order appears on the Titantron. Uno asks asks Grayson who should that who should they target. Uh, Grayson don't care. They just warn Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. They also make an implication. Like they also like try to. They also tease who the leader is. Who are they teasing? Anybody? Who, anybody Apparently, Jr. was like, I know that voice. I've heard it before. <laughs> and then Shivani was like, Oh, have you? Okay, cool. <laughs> party uh pack is pro- cutting a promo on the joker steps um it's not really the joker steps there's like trees on the side it's yeah. like and it looks really cold and he's in full gear <sighs> like you can see the breath in his bing, bing. his n- nipple sticking out probably and like you could see the breath in his uh mouth too yeah. Yeah. like it it could it, it, it did not look present pleasant yeah but pa- pack isn't pleasant anyway 
He cuts a promo on Moxley and then name drops Kenny Omega and then does his de- best Dave Meltzer impersonation with incessant coughing. No, seriously, get well, Meltzer. Get yeah. that checked out. Uh, and then says, next week, he's coming for blood. I thought this was a pretty well-made uh, video insert. A lot of video inserts this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's. I think it's just them addressing, you know, just like, hey, we need more of these just to get your characters across. And I think these work pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of had a lemon face going on. Well, you know, the the Pac one was pretty cool. Or Pac one was cool. Um, but then, I don't know. So, like, the Butcher and the Blade ones are okay. The Dark Order ones I like. I don't know. I just remember. I just remember the one thing that Tony Khan has since said, like ever since starting this thing, is that we're gonna do away with the invisible camera, kind of thing. Well, they're talking to a camera. They are talking to a camera, but then what about the camera for the Butcher and the Blade intro too? No. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a bit of a. It's kind of complicated. It's, it's yeah, complicated. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, they run down next week's show. You got John Moxley versus Ortiz. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki making her dynamite debut versus Britt Baker. Yuka Sakazaki, she's from uh, TJPW, okay. Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, who is owned by Cyber Agent, as we mentioned ooh, earlier in the show. Ooh. Yeah. Really good theme song. Okay. An incredible theme song. Go out of your way to listen to this. Yeah. No, it didn't, no they, they posted like okay, her good. Titantron. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade face on uh, the Young Bucks, Omega and Paige. That probably that will probably be a very great you match. You said the Lucha Bros? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, and like, I don't, isn't Phoenix hurt? I don't know. He was, but I don't know if yeah, he is now still. They probably just gave him the week off. And a live lashing of one Cody Rhodes. That'll be fun, right? Uh, I, probably not for Cody. Yeah. Probably fun for MJF. Yeah. And probably not for me. Just think that, that's your work night. Well, I'm going to go take 10 lashes tonight. <sighs> I'll be back, honey. Okay. No Nightmare Collective again. Well, I heard something. Wasn't there something about them kicking Kong out of the, the collective? You want to talk about that? Because I that was I sent you that tweet, Sean Ross App, where I mean, he pretty much, yeah, they, they kicked out Kong out of the Nightmare Collective on Dark. And there was also a video of Brandy Rhodes uh, having, like, seeing her therapist yeah. And like she got hit in the head, and that's why she's two people. And apparently, the therapist is a teddy bear. Weird. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I think this is them quietly writing off Nightmare Collective now. Yeah. Which, you no, know. Like, fuck, we fucking paid we, for Luther. Let's, let's try. Let's just try. Let's yeah. just wipe our hands clean off this, which I don't think anybody is really complaining about. No. Um, yeah. That's, that's Dynamite next week. Yeah. Main event, Jericho, Santana, Ortiz versus Private Day and Darby Allen. The crowd sings the theme again. Uh, Darby out-wrestles Jericho, who crawls out in fear to tag Ortiz. Ortiz still has those horrible fucking into shoes. You know, those yeah. ones with a yeah. fucking, what a heel. Delayed standing suplex to Cassidy. Jair calls him Kennedy, baby-facing Britt Baker by uh, by doing that. Hot tag to Darby, hot tag action, Yoshi Tonic to Santana to a two count. The way Ortiz set up this uh, crucifix powerbomb from Cassidy like looked so contrived. Like like Cassidy like barely does a shoulder bump, but then Ortiz has to sell it like death to set up the sunset powerbomb. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I don't know, it, it did not look good. Uh, coffin drop on Jake Hager. Quen goes over the top, sent on Atomico from Cassidy to Jericho for a near fall. But Judas effect on Cassidy for the pin and win another child down due to that damned elbow. 
damned elbow. It's, uh, it's such a shame. And then Hager no sells the coffin drop by celebrating in a post match beatdown for good measure. What a Jesus, damn it, Hager. Uh, Jericho whips what everybody. Uh, Jer- uh, Jericho whips everybody with the belt. Hager knees Allen. Sammy Guevara has the skateboard uh, that Allen brought to the ring and hits Darby's midsection and then drive it to Allen's throat. Ew. Which I think, to be honest, I think that's going to be a tease for a uh, potential feud between Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, which I'm very much looking forward to. Like That'll be know, good, yeah. Them two going back and forth. The two millennials just, you know, the, the two Zoomers just duking it out. Like, are that what they're, is that what they're called, Zoomers? I don't know. Oh, boomers, Zoomers. Yeah. Uh, then Sting, I mean Moxley, comes out with a bat for what I guess is the save on Allen as we end the show. I always liked the baseball bat as a weapon. That was yeah. my favorite. It's easy. It's, yeah. like, it's, just, you, it's, easy to, it's easy to sell for. Like earlier, um, what's You could buy it as an actual weapon. Ortiz had the axe handle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, God. Here we go. You got an axe handle. Yeah, I was going to say, like, why, why, like, okay, he paradigm shifts Ortiz. Why can't he just get the, use the axe handle on everybody? I thought he was going to grab the axe handle, but yeah. no. Yeah, and that was Dynamite. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, I didn't. It wasn't as electric as I expected it to be, but yeah. overall uh, set up a pretty good foundation yeah. for what's to follow. Uh, the matches were inoffensive. The SCU tag was clearly filler. Uh, Darby Allen in this match continues to be a star in the making, and his, like I said before, his feud with Sammy Guevara is very promising. I just wish Darby Allen would just got to. He's got to stop with the bum fight videos with Kentucky. <laughs> Did you watch him? No. Okay. Why would I? Uh, Britt Baker, I think, has a pretty good get, uh, grasp of her character. I like to see it. Still needs refining. Yeah. Um, I still, and I think Moxley, uh, he looks freaking killer. Like, he, with that patch, and he, honestly, he just comes off as, like, same. I, there's a lot of comparisons that you can put with Moxley and Cody. Like, he's just the next baby face to step up against Jericho. And the way they're building up with they, they built up with Cody, I want to see them do the same with Moxley. Like not have, win the title. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. We'll yet. Talk about that later. But I no think time. I just hope to see more fun and creative ways we normally don't see much in any other show. Like I want more moments like Cody breaking the glass in the suite, or like just yeah, or like a Tony in car interview. Just more just inventive buildups because I think. Okay, we fully established that John Moxley is now the number one contender. I want to see them do be a little bit more crazier next week. Agreed. And, and with Moxley, I have nothing but I have nothing but confidence that he'll be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite a schedule turnaround for Moxley too, since he's going to be in the New Year's Dash show this weekend. New Year's Dash? Oh, not New Year's Dash. Is it New Year's Dash? No, it's not no, no, no. He's it's a show. There, uh, is it, yeah, there's a New Japan show this weekend. Okay. Yeah, Shingo Takage versus Haruki Goto is in that. But then, oh, Dookie's in it, right? Yeah, and then John Moxley. I think he's tag teaming with Okada. Oh yeah, he's tagging with Okada versus a team. Yeah, <laughs> a, a team. A team to be named by us later. But, well, uh, yeah. that was AEW Dynamite. We move on to the USA Network because we go to the overall. You, you got. You got to. Pre- you got to advance the channel. Well, it's just, just hit last. Yeah. Hit last. Is it just one now? Is yeah, it's, it one, it's one. one. Oh, nice. Uh, we start with an emotional Beth Phoenix greeting uh, the cameras. Uh, she's very sad because of what happened to her husband on Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah. With, with Randy Orton. It's kind of nice that she's, like, mentioning that. She says, but yeah. she has to move on. Uh, no no word on uh, or nothing said about the uh, busted head she got in the Rumble. Well, I'm glad she's okay. I am, too. And then we get our first match of the night. Finn Balor versus Trent Seven. Uh, this match happened because I guess Trent and Tyler. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I could just I didn't watch the 
let's just conf- I'm, I have a confession to make. I didn't, I couldn't I didn't watch the part where Beth Phoenix did acknowledge Edge. Yeah. Doing that, I just I can clearly picture or hear Beth Phoenix voice saying, "Randy Orton, you nasty man." Well, she didn't say she's not Lacey Evans, so she didn't call anyone a nasty. For some, but then Beth Phoenix has that tone. Um, but uh, no, it was kind of like it was like she says, you know, we have to keep moving on. Because um, our family needs, they need to eat. <laughs> yeah. uh, Finn Balor versus Trent Seven. Like I said, this match is happening because Trent and Tyler saved Johnny Gargano after uh, he was attacked after the Worlds Collide pay per view. Um, a clip of Balor then shows Seven being attacked earlier in the day by Finn Balor. Um, Trent Seven was getting to his car and they were like, How do you feel? He's like, oh, I'll feel great, you know. Sorry, it sounded like Will Ospreay. Uh, and then Finn Balor attacks him by shoving the door. Ergo City Wrestling Radio, says, assuming yeah. all British people sound the same. Oh, you know. I'm so hungover. Um, no, but then Balor says, I work Wednesdays. You know where to find me. Even though he's not British. Nonetheless, uh, Seven comes to the ring, does his traditional roll into the ring, but Balor says, fuck that, and drop kicks the shit out of him, knocking him outside of the ring, because why not? It's slow. Uh, Seven gets back in the ring. Balor goes right after Trent Seven. These two men go back and forth. Seven almost getting the roll-up victory at one point. Uh, then Balor kind of takes over. Coup de gras, 19-16-7, pin and win. I didn't think this match was that great. Um, it's just building up Finn Balor it, taking out more Yeah, it people. has a purpose. Yeah, uh, was, before Johnny Gargano, yeah. uh, before NXT TakeOver Portland. Um, seven, though, still over with the crowd, and yeah. So apparently, so I think they're also building up to a match with Tyler Bate. Oh, well, that'll probably happen next week, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing, or looking forward to that one. Gavin Kelly's backstage with the broserweights. But, but to like, to make, it just makes you kind of think like the usage of, well, I'm glad they're using Mustache Mountain. Yeah. But then, do you? I don't think I necessarily want Mustache Mountain in this position. I, I think they should be a little bit more prominent. No, they should but be then, more prominent in the UK division. I mean, but the do you really want them to be prominent in the UK division, yeah. considering the amount how much the amount of people who give a fuck about NXT UK? Like, not even people from UK give a fuck about NXT UK. Yeah. Like, you're pretty much just king shit at that point. I know Without, people who care. No, about disres- NXT. no disrespect to NXT UK. It's just that. It's barely a blip on everybody's radar, yeah. you know, especially like last year. And I and I'm just of two minds about it. Like, do you like Mustache Mountain jobber to the stars on NXT, but then they get that exposure? Well, I mean, they they're not they're not relevant right now. So I mean, yeah, they're having great. They had a great. They had great matches them. against DIY last like week. I mean, they yeah. lost, but then like I said, yeah, no, I, they they did, but that was like their comeback apparently. Like I don't think Trent, Trent Seven's really. I don't know. Every to every match I see from them is considered a comeback after like because yeah. they're just they have just been dormant for a very long time. Then we have Kathy Kelly backstage with the Broserweights. Uh, she's in, interviewing them before their Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic Finals match uh, later tonight. Um, you know, just bros being bros. Uh, Matt Riddle called uh, Pete Dunn the life of the party. He said, my bro, the life of the party. Look at this guy's Pete face. Dunn. This guy's this face looks like a guy who wants to party. See, you watched it. Uh, so yeah, th- that was that. After that, we have a teaser. A, te- a teaser. It just three numbers pop on the screen. Wardlow is coming. No. Five, five twenty and two. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll get there later. Then we have Shotzi Blackheart versus Deanna Perazzo. Shotzi Blackheart, friend of the show. Oh my god, best entrance in NXT I've seen in years. Rides out to the ring in years. The- yes, in years. Better than Poppy. Poppy never came out to the ring. Y- yeah, she did. When Yoshirai? That's not Poppy. Yes, it was. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't remember that, so it doesn't happen. 
but Shotzi Blackheart rolled Fair to the enough, ring. Enough, apparently. <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart rolled to the ring. And, Not uh, to discredit that Shotzi Blackheart's great tank entrance. She came to the ring in a mini tank, um, which is the same one Sammy Guevara invaded the Royal Rumble with. Stole it. Um, like I said, Prazo comes quickly to the ring and works Shotzi's arm. Shotzi gives a reverse bulldog to Prazo. Bicycle kick to Shotzi. Lawn blower dart to uh, Diana. Uh, then we have the Blackheart splash, which I guess is her new finisher. Just a senton to uh, Deanna Prazo and Shotzi gets the pin and the win on Deanna Prazo. It's pretty surprising how much they're giving. Oh, they're like, pushing her. To the they're moon. pushing Shotzi Blackheart. And he says, it's great to see. I'm a fan of Shotzi Blackheart. Mara also wanted to give a congratulations out to the other girl with colorful hair. Uh, what's her fucking Billy Ellish <laughs> yeah. for winning all the awards. Uh, um, yeah, it's great to see Shotzi getting this, getting this push. Yeah. Um, I, I am entertained by her, her tank, her... It's her, cool. her, her, It's new. Her, She's changing some stuff up. Her I've helmet. I, I, to me, it kind of just comes off as like another one of Triple H's preferred metal goth girl <laughs> well, pushes. Well, they didn't let her... They didn't change her character, and that's awesome. And I've noticed a little couple things that she does differently that she did. She howls before. still. She does. She did scream, too, but she never screamed before at the beginning. I don't know if they're going to tell her to scream. Scream for me. Then we have uh, Keith Lee uh, in-ring promo. He comes out the ring. He says, besides being limitless, he is also now a prophecy ender. Then out comes Damian Priest. Priest wants to know. How do you end prophecies? The undisputed uh, prophecy draped in gold. So you- He beat Roderick Strong. But what, if, but what if the prophecy was that Keith Lee was going to end that reign? Know. What if that's part of the prophecy? Well, then he's not a prophecy ender then. Yeah, he is the prophecy. He must destroy what he has become. Uh, he, yeah, Priest, sorry. <laughs> Priest comes out, wants to know when uh, Keith Lee will give him that title. Out comes Dijakovic. He should says, call himself the Prophecy. Says uh, Keith Lee uh, is the most, deser- the most person that deserves the title. But uh, if it was anyone else, it would be him. But wait, but Keith Lee, he's... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I don't want, I don't want it. Uh, Dijak says it'd be him rather than the bootleg Marilyn Manson over here. Uh, then uh, Lee just leaves the ring because, well, fuck it, he doesn't have to fight right now. A ref runs in and we have an impromptu match and number one contendership for the uh, North American title, I think. I don't know. They didn't announce it, but we'll see. No, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it pretty much <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, pendulum backbreaker to Priest, crucifix bomb to Dijak. Yeah. Uh, to Dijak on the edge of the ring, choke bomb to Priest. Dijak then tries to do a springboard into the ring. Priest catches him for a choke slam to Dijak. Dijakovic, uh, rolling forearm to Priest while uh, Cyclone kicked to Dijak at the same time, knocking them both down. An avalanche poison Rana to Dijak, uh, feast your eyes to Priest, the pin and the win. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it looks like it's going to be Dijak and Lee again. Yay. Well, yeah, per I, I would have been more interested in a Priest match because it's different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, listen. I bet how much I am willing to bet that Dijakovic, Dijakovic, and Lee probably have like five matches planned against each other. Yeah. You know, these guys are probably like, you know, we know what to do if we ever have to wrestle each other this some X amount of times. At least I hope so. You know. And uh, who knows? Like, honestly, this um, as this takeover card is taking shape every time I'm every time I'm at the like the least bit of underwhelmed, they always go above it. Yeah. So who who are we to cast doubt on this takeover card or this matchup? Then we have Kathy Kelly backstage. She's with Tomasa Ciampa. Uh, he says at NXT Portland, Goldie's coming home. Um, then he brandishes a metal pipe. He says after. Uh, he said, after I get done, I'm going to even the odds for my match at NXT TakeOver Portland, which is like weeks away. 
Uh, come back from break. It cuts to three members of the Undisputed Era laid out backstage with Ciampa walking past with the metal pipe. He then uh, sets up a table in the ring with a yellow X on it, calls out Cole, um, saying he wants... He says, this was going to happen. I'm going to come out here. We're going to sign this contract, and I'm going to put you through this table. Uh, Cole says, who do you think you are? Ciampa. Uh, he, says, uh, he says, he's the guy who's never lost a title, and he is Goldie's daddy. Ciampa then says, you're going to walk down here, like I said, kick your ass, powerbomb you through the table, and sign my damn contract. Out comes Regal, who looks disheveled. <laughs> I, I was just I just had Cole sign this contract and, and I was going to bring it to you Tommaso he doesn't care who he fights it's fine Cole says you know what I got this don't worry I'm going to walk into this ring uh, Tommaso Ciampa with the contract in hand he does he walks into the ring uh, Ciampa then goes right after Cole fucking Cole knocks him in the head with the microphone busting, ah. busting his head open Mind yeah you. that looked that was hard that looked legit um, like that looked shoot but Ciampa nonetheless Something still puts him wrong. to the table and uh, signs the contract in his blood well, after the audience asks to yeah. sign with blood, sign yeah. with blood, yeah, right. sign cool. with blood. So, I mean, it was cool. I liked, I liked the, the signing in the blood thing. It was kind of, in the end, it worked out. Uh, Tommaso Chubb and Cole. Uh, NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver. What do you, right now, as of right now, what do you think of that matchup? Uh, Cole's keeping the title. Okay, then. I, I, I think he is. I think that. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Cole's going to be like, he's going to um, alienate himself from the rest of the I think Cole's in it for the long run. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. It was a match. I mean, it's supposed to be this big build up, but it just it was cool. It's it was weird for them to have this match this early, but considering the finish of it, I have zero doubt in my mind they'll run it back. Uh, the finish of the match was uh, Kai goes for a chair. Kansler comes out, grabs a chair from Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox hits uh, uh, Kai in the head with the knee brace. Shiniest wizard to Kai. The pin and the win. So, um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, I know they're probably gonna. They're probably just trying to move on with this. Try to get uh, Tegan Knox into the title picture and get uh, Candice LeRae into that spot with Tegan Knox. So, or with Dakota Kai. I'm sorry. So, so we have another teaser. Uh, was it was it five twenty two? It's come together two five twenty. It's a date Wednesday, uh, February fifth, twenty twenty. Something's gonna happen. Some are speculating the return of Ember Moon. There's two moons in it. We Dude. don't know. I don't know. An Achilles injury is pretty well, serious. How, how serious is the injury? An, we an don't. Achilles rupture. She's out like indefinitely for at least a if year. If you believe everything from WWE, then yes, she would be. But who knows? Like what they planted into the media. Who knows what they put out there? It's Wardlow. It could be Wardlow. Wardlow might come again. I just like saying Wardlow. Uh, then we have Chelsea Green with Robert Stone versus Caden Carter. It was a match. From the Philippine Islands. Uh, but Caden Carter, Carter beats Chelsea Green. I have no idea what the direction of this is. But it, it's something. What, what was this? Uh, I mean, she, she beat she beat her with a roll up. Like they have given reasonable build up to Chelsea Green. Are they just kind of trying to get over the fact that anything Robert Stone touches is a failure? Take that, Tony Khan. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he is. Uh, he's a good looking guy though. That Robert Stone. What does that say about their opinion on Tony Khan then? Uh, that he's a good looking guy. Maybe Triple H is just like. I like those glasses. I like those glasses. He's a little twerp that I'd I mean, like to bend in half and have my way with. Yeah. Nonetheless, this is, uh, this is Corey's fan fiction, not mine. Uh, Broserweights versus uh, or the speaking of fan fiction, Broserweights versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, they're Dusty Rhodes tag team final. This was a fucking barn burner of a match. Uh, so much happening that I couldn't even get everything down. But we do have a stereo shoulder stop to uh, Drake by the Broserweights. Uh, at one point, I felt like we had a Meltzer driver on the outside. I thought that too. Yeah, okay. No, okay. Pete Dunn almost killed himself in this match. Yeah. On Mel- two occasions. 
Uh, the two teams going back and forth. Double ankle lock to Grizzly Young Vets. Ticket to ride to Dunn by Gibson, followed by a kick out. Shankling Gates on Dunn. Drake is actually great because he's pulling the rope backs for preventing Dunn from grabbing the rope. Smart. Uh, Riddle then spears Gibson into Drake with, well, with Drake on his back. Double power bomb uh, Drake into Gibson. Uh, Riddle, the Riddle end is what they're calling their double move now. Yeah. Um, it's a bitter end in the whatever Matt Riddle does <laughs> uh, to uh, James Drake. And, uh, yeah, they get the pin after uh, – st- I don't, don't know why. Uh, Stereo Arihara Moonsaults. Arihara. You know it's what? what it's what Adam Page does, and I say it all the time when he does it. Well, okay. Uh, and then the pin and the win. They move on. They're getting the title shot at NXT Portland. And they're the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. And it is and, – and, 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 and let me just interrupt. I'm, I will say the final call. For this fucking match, uh, Mauro Ronaldo signs off with the show saying, The Browser Waits are a team. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Did he no. say that? No. Oh. The Browser Waits are a team of destiny. Oh, yeah, that was. That was oh. Maranalo, an actual thing Maranalo said in 2020. <sighs> I love Maranalo. They're like, maybe we shouldn't give Mauro the free reign anymore. No. Let him be as dumb as he wants to be. So that was NXT. That was NXT. That was my quick recap of NXT. <laughs> yeah, you got to go somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Deal. Nonetheless. This is the B show. It's the B show. Are you, are you like Brian Alvarez? Like, all right, we got two minutes. We got to review listen, this. We, we, tried we, got two, we got two minutes. We're going to review this NXT show. <laughs> we got to go. I've been trying it. Listen, Tom, listen. No, that's cool. That's We've cool. been trying. Yeah. Anyways. So that was NXT. Uh, we, we'll be back next week, of course. Yeah, as we always do. More B show. The first one of February, Ooh. I believe, next week. Yeah. So... This February month is going to have a 29 on it. That's when AEW Revolution is. It's, it's an easy way to remember. Leap Day Williams, Leap Day Williams. And I want to say that was uh, like in South Pod Regional Wrestling, they uh, they hyped a pay-per-view, a non-existent pay-per-view that was on February 29th. Oh, and they're like, it's not Leap Year. That all, and that South Pod Regional Wrestling also had Butchers as a tag team. It was Rhino and Seth Rollins. It wasn't Rhino. No, it wasn't Rhino, was it? Yes, it was. I, I thought it was, it was Luke Rhino. Harper. Nope. Oh. Rhino and Seth Rollins. I they know. look related. Uh, oh yeah, they do. Yeah. But then it's so like, does, we're uh, meat packing. So does Elias. We pack meat. Yeah. And now here you go, butcher and the blade. They had and they had their they had butcher gear. They had T-shirts of like yeah. the, the butchers. So that about does it here for us. Wrestling at sitting wrestling radio it is. <laughs> yeah. um, That's why we make a podcast of it. Anyways, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, Corey. You're fired. Oh. George, well, Bar- George Barros and Michelle Wilson are my new podcast hosts. That's fine. I'll, I'll take their positions. Have a great Shit. weekend. Bye. Bye.